walk right out there and and watch your kids. Uh, no, the kids aren't playing outside anymore. Right? No, no, no. They're they're in town. They have their own jobs. Um, your wife, she must be in her garden. So you look over and all the plants are dead. That's that's weird. How did that happen? I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, she was out here and they looked beautiful. Oh, and those tomatoes that she were she was growing, they were juicy and full and red. Something's not right. And now, there's no one there. But it doesn't really matter. Because now, you can move things with your mind, and you can make walls disappear. So you're gonna, you're gonna focus on this. You're gonna study this even harder. You're gonna go even deeper into what is going on, and eventually, you find out. It is a conversation that you are having with the very light from the stars. And it's not very far from there that you realize that that conversation is also being had from the void between the stars. And you realize that, well, if that's true, all I have to do is have a better conversation with the stars and with the void. And then I can do anything. I can recreate this entire house around me into whatever I want. And so you do. In an instant, your small little hovel, the pride and joy of your family that you gifted to your son, who's, well, he's, he's moved away now. He, he found another wife some distance away. But that doesn't matter because you can make this into a mansion. And so you do. And it's huge. I mean, a hundred rooms, uh, thousands and thousands of places to go and things to do, and you make it all within a day. And so you run outside, and you're, you want to tell your wife, you search for her in the garden, and, and she's not there. Okay, but there it's a mansion now, so she's got to be somewhere. You check the livery, you check the kitchen, you check the conservatory. You never knew you would ever have a conservatory. What's a conservatory? It's, uh, it's uh, basically <coughs> like a, a glass room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, one, no one's there. And that's, that's when you remember. That's right. She's, she's nowhere. She left quite a long time ago, didn't she? She's, she's living with your brother now. But that's, that's all right. He's, he's a good man. He can provide for her, and, and, and that's, that's what's most important. And it doesn't matter anyway. You, you have this. You just created a mansion, and townsfolk are coming and wondering what is happening, and they're worried. Why are they worried? I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a magical thing. I mean, literally. But they're worried. And they start getting really worried. Because you won't stop. You keep wanting to grow more and more and more, better and better at what you're doing, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're getting better. And this is not just for you. No, this is for your entire race. Because that war down south, oh, it got worse. It got a lot worse. It started creeping north and north, and the orcs, you thought that the orcs could stop it, but it's not being stopped. No. It got worse. And so you dedicate yourself. You make sure that every mo m movement you make from here on out will make your race, your elven race, stronger. And you dedicate to the... So instead of hoarding this power, you start to teach it to other people. You start to teach them how to have conversations with the stars themselves and the void in between those beautiful, beautiful lights. But it's not enough. I mean, how could it be? These are ogres we're talking about. 
They're as big as the house you once created. The house that's now far, far, far to the south because you've moved into the capital. You're something bigger now. You're something more powerful, more important than anything, anything from your old town would have even imagined. But now even they are starting to get scared. Because they don't understand the kind of power you have anymore. They don't understand the things that you can do now. You do. You understand. And the couple of students, the couple of apprentices, to be fair, that you have taught, they understand. They see you as what you really are. Something amazing. Something bigger than anyone from your race. Anyone from any other race. Especially those monkey humans. You're something bigger. You're something powerful. And so you start taking control because you can do better. You know you can do better. And you do. You do. You build entire cities made from the very wood that makes the forest in which your ancestors and your ancestors' ancestors <laughs> live in. You made entire cities out of one single tree. And people are astonished and afraid. And soon that astonishment turns to just fear as the war keeps growing larger and larger and larger in the south you're hearing strange rumblings about these dwarven people and the giants for some reason they're not helping they're stepping away from their obligation that it's ridiculous pitiful exactly you've You've worked so hard, and these ogres are just going to come from the south and take everything away from you. So you know what? You know what? No. You're going to do something different. You're going to use their own magic against them. They have this weird thing that they do, and you've known about it for a while, but it felt so barbaric for your elven blood to be uh, changed and tainted with this. But no, it's time. You're the most powerful being in the world. You need to show them who is the most powerful being. And so you use their weird symbols. You cut yourself. You write all these weird things in your blood, your ancestors' ancient blood. And you begrudgingly give them your magic, this weird symbol. But then, in an instant, you can hear them. You can hear them speak. These orcs, these ogres, these dwarves, these giants, these strange goblin creatures and those stupid human monkeys. You hear them all, and you hear weird ones too. <coughs> Screeches and caws of some feathered standing creature. You hear dragons. You hear drakenkin. You hear everything. It's a little bit overwhelming at first, but you can handle it. You're the most powerful being in the world. And so you start toying with this idea and start messing around with people, just seeing what you can do. And then you kill your first person. Not directly, of course. No. You have someone else kill someone for you. Never bloody my own hands. And then you have a nation under your control. And then the war ends. And then you have two nations under your control. And then you're back in the bar. 
and Johannes slapped you on the back and says, It is such a good time to see you. Johan, how long have I been sitting here? Um, a few minutes? Why? I'll be back when I go to the bathroom and I go throw up. <laughs> <laughs> You are throwing up in the bathroom, and uh, Johan sort of uh, enters and says, You've only had like four drinks. What are you doing? <coughs> you, you left your book. I, I have it for you here. <coughs> Hold on to it. All right. I'm driving. Um, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. He's like, I, um, I need to go back on stage pretty soon here. Is there uh, something I can get you? Uh, maybe a water? Johan, do you ever live past experiences of these beings that are inside of you oh um at times yes I remember things that I wasn't there for did yes. you ever just live a life for maybe five minutes <laughs> no of, of course not <laughs> <laughs> alright um is, is there something you need to talk about Johan I just read this book and then I lived the book. And this book, I don't even understand its language. It, it, it was in one language, and then all of a sudden it just turned into another, and then it turned into one I could understand, and it's in Goblin. And there's not a Goblin book because we're not smart enough to write. We don't barely keep any of our history. Uh, all right. M Mr. Pod, um... <coughs> <coughs> yes, yes, get it all out. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's quite late. Maybe you should, um... As, as I'm sure you are aware, the time here is a little bit strange. Johan, so. I tell you now, if I sleep, I'm going to go back there, and I don't want to go back there. I see. Um, well, how about this? I will, um, you can stay with me tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not as bad as all that. Uh, I live above this very establishment, in a uh, very cozy uh, place and there's a there's a room set for guests and um, yes uh, we will more than happy to accommodate. I appreciate that, Mister Gray. Yes, um, I I will leave this book here on the counter and I will finish my set and we'll uh, we'll go. <coughs> and he leaves you. So uh, after a little while of voiding yourself. Um, there's the book open to the page that you left it's open yeah. he, le he, he left it shut and it opened itself no oh, okay. uh, he, he left it open okay. he, you know there wasn't a bookmark around and he didn't want to be rude and so what he, a nice man yeah right he's very considerate good guy yeah so he uh, you know he's, he's gone you can actually hear the faint sounds of his music being played and, and the jovialness that, that music brings 
Um, and so you look back at the book, and again, it's in Elvish, but then it's not, and then it's in Goblin again. I look away. I look away. I just feel it with my hand. I'm trying to figure out what the magic is, because there has to be a magic of some sort with this book. Give me a roll. <clears throat> Pair of fives, pair of eight. That's it. No, pair of nine. Okay. So you're pretty good. You're you're on point right now. You know that uh, the magic you just used to try and see what kind of magic is in this book, that's working 100%. You can actually still feel um, a few blocks away the uh, magic just emanating from uh, the library. Um, but when you touch this book... You don't feel anything. It's just a book. It's just a book. It's impossible. I start reading it again. All right. <clears throat> so there you are in the bathroom, the smell of sick all around you, and your pod, and you're reading these these strange words that are appearing on the book, and it's it's weird though, because you weren't just a minute ago. You weren't reading, because you don't have time to read nowadays. Especially with this other war that's starting. It's it's strange. These stupid human monkeys. They thought that they were something. They thought that they could take land. And they can't. They're not allowed to. So you start reaching out with your newfound magic. This ogre magic that you're not even considering ogre magic because of how much you're giving to this type of magic it's not ogre magic it's your magic now and so you make your symbol with your blood and you push forward with white and black magic directly into that symbol and you seek out the most powerful chieftain of these stupid human monkeys and you find him and you enter his mind as you've entered Hundreds, thousands, maybe at this point. And inside is just this seething hatred. And you're able to slip between memories, slip between the moments between thoughts, and th just create whatever you want inside those tiny, tiny spaces between our lives. And so you do. You create something that you think is believable to this stupid human monkey. You create this vision in his brain that his most trusted friend is sleeping with his wife and also his daughter and then you slip out that's all you needed and then you watch as he tears his best friend apart limb from limb and that is enough to stop it Weeks later, now they're just back to stupid monkeys. They might have these little settlements here down far, far to the east, and that doesn't matter to you. Because they created this wall of pure iron to stop you <coughs> from traveling south. Iron means nothing to me. Yeah, but this one does. This is tall. This is everything the orcs had to give. And some of those apprentices that you taught so many decades ago, they've turned against you. 
and they're using their magic now to teach other races and they're using their magic now to help build this wall to keep you in it's not to help stop wars no it's specifically made to keep you in and so you're going to do something about it because you're, you're sick of this you're sick of your own people your own flesh and blood betraying you and so you take what followers you have left the the worshippers that you now call them and you go south to that construction and you demand that they that they rip it down or you will do it for them and one follower of yours that you you had maybe 50 years ago he steps in, in front of you and says no and so you reach out your hand just to stop him existing but nothing happens and so you reach out both hands to truly make it hurt but nothing happens and you're confused you're looking around to your worshippers and they're doing the same thing they're desperately trying to destroy these idiots these fools but nothing is happening and then the earth itself below you starts to move and you are confused and then a wall of earth to your left and a wall of earth to your right form pillars all around you and then the one fool that was stupid enough to stand against you looks at you one last time and says no and you you're seething with anger and you reach out your hand to destroy him but you can't lift it you look down and it is covered in crystal and you try to lift the other arm because you can do it with both of course and you can't lift that one and you try to move your legs and you can't move and you're looking down at your body and you're realizing that you are being covered completely in crystal and you're sinking so slowly into the earth and you're looking up anger and hate in your eyes but you can't do anything about it the conversation you used to have with the stars and the void in between the stars they're not talking anymore and it might be your fault but now it doesn't matter it's been 50 years and you're so far below the earth it's dark and it's warm and you're covered in crystal and the last thing you remember thinking is I don't want to do this again I can be better and then the book ends and there you are in the bathroom and Johan has opened the door and the laughs and cheers are coming from outside and he says ah that was one heck of a show you missed are you uh are you all set I'm just crying like just tears just I can't move I'm just sobbing at this the, point is there something wrong Mr. Pond <clears throat> where's your room 
this way and he follows you or he leads you upstairs and he opens the door and it's pretty palacious it's nice it's a nice little place that he has it's about three rooms a couple of bathrooms it's nice it's a kitchenette it's got everything you need and he shows you to your your bed and he says you are welcome here as often and as long as you need I uh <laughs> I need to rest myself it's uh been quite a night <laughs> uh, uh have a good night, Pod. You too. What was the name of that guy again? LFIL. LFIL. And um, before he goes back, I go, Gray, you ever heard of someone called LFIL? And uh, he stops in his tracks and he <laughs> looks back at you with a furrowed brow and he's like, No, I. And as he's saying that, his eyes change color and his voice and demeanor change and he gets a little stiffer of a back and, and she leans in and says, Mr. Pod, it's nice to see you again. Did you say LFIL? I did. That's, uh... That's funny. It's, um... It means the first elf. The first elf? Yes. So it's not a name. Well, you see... LFI is what we call ourselves. We are the LFI. And everyone else calls us elves from that. And IL is one or first or beginning so LFIL first elf what do you know of LFIL um that's all it would be a strange name certainly it's um it's a very old translation but uh yeah can you read old elvish of course I can can you read this I open up the book (laughs) And she looks at it um, in <laughs> Johan's eyes and uh, says, Mr. Pod, there's nothing on that page. What do you mean there's nothing on I've been reading this. That is quite a task. I, I, You'll have to show me how to do that one I day. just flip it around and I look at it. Filled with letters and pages. You and can't read and... this. It's right here. I can read it to you word for word. And then you hear a familiar voice come back to you. And he says, Mr. Pob, they can't read it because there's nothing there for them to read. This is only for you. Who are you? And why are you here? Mr. Pod, is there anything else? We are quite tired. No, it's, it's fine. All right. Good night. Good night. And you close the door and set the book down and the voice returns and says, Mr. Pod, I hope you understand what you have just experienced. I experienced a life of a man that I've never met before who went mad with power and then realized that he shouldn't have really gone that mad with power. Yes. Yes, I, uh, I have made mistakes in the past. So that I? is you. Of course it is. You are LFIL. That was once my name, yes. And your name now? I don't quite have one yet, but I'm certain others will call me whatever they wish. Others. Right, your your followers, as you will. Yes. Mm. My worshippers. Yes. You stupid idiots is what I call them. (laughs) Mr. Pod, you will soon realize that... No. I am the correct way. I know 
you thought you knew the correct way, and your story says otherwise. Yes, yes, yes. Many mistakes were made. I regret quite a lot, but I have learned in my time. Mm. So what are you planning to do now, Elifoyan? Oh, Mr. Pod, what I have planned to do is already in motion. Mm. There's nothing you especially can do to stop me. Watch me. Well, I would like to, but it is very difficult to communicate with you all the way down there. So if you would like to watch from a honored position beside me, you will find me in the Elven Territories. I'm not allowed in the Elven Territories. And why would I want to find you, of all people? I will make sure that you have safe passage all the way to the Elven homeland. And how are you going to do that, Mr. Crystal Boy? Ah. I have my ways. Mm. You know, you really creep me out. Some have said very similar things, but I assure you... I know exactly what I'm doing. Somehow I doubt that. Have a good night, Mr. Pod. No. And the voice is silent. I don't go to bed, I just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool.